Hey, I'm Jim Sear. And I'm Jocelyn Yuat. And you're listening to the Avoiding Chores Podcast. Where I am graduating from high school and it's 1984. Oh my god, 1984. This is where the Walkman takes over my life and I watch videos incessantly, Jocelyn. I never owned a Walkman. Oh my god. This is when I picked I don't know why. I, well... We drove down to Moncton, four or five hour drives. This was before four lane highway. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Saved up all my Christmas money to buy this Emerson cassette deck, which took I don't know four AA batteries at the time. <laughs> Emerson, I remember that. Emerson, thing. it was blue. Uh, maybe Huey Lewis in the New Sports was out in '84. I can't remember exactly. Maybe I can't remember. But we're talking about 1984. This is where, folks, if you're not familiar with this series, we started way back. We're we're talking about the 80s, and you said, you know what? Let's just focus every year for the next 10 episodes. We're up to 1984. And listen, it's no surprise that you're talking about uh, Walkmans and talking about music because... You and I were teenagers. Actually, in 1984, you you weren't quite a teenager. I was... I was was 12. Yeah, and I was turning 17 um, in the summer of 84. But, you know, those are the years where you're so into music and it consumes kind of most of your free time. And, uh, man, you know, Phil Collins, Billy Joel, they were big. David Bowie, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Um... It was Duran Duran with the reflex. That was, I mean, that, that, oh my god, that was huge. Oh, and and their videos were were pretty amazing. I I, I mean, I was I was way too important to listen to <laughs> Duran Duran because I liked rock. Now it, it's funny you you kind of were set in one in one camp back then, right? You were either mm-hmm. you know you were either a metalhead. Or kind of a general purpose rock guy, or mm. a pop person, and and there was no way that you could you know go between those different types of music. Today's kids don't do that. Today's kids well, listen to what they listen to. It doesn't matter exactly. Well, it's funny because you okay. So you grew up in the big metropolitan Montreal in in Quebec. I grew up in the woods along the U.S. Canada border where. All my radio and all my TV was U.S. based, so I had top forty right. until uh, until after university. So Duran Duran, like anything that was that that made the charts, I heard. So Duran Duran, I saw it, and by then, I believe uh, Music Plus or Much Music started to p- crop up in Canada, and uh, start to see some videos, watching Switchback on Sunday mornings. Or uh, for us here out east, uh, we had a Friday night or Saturday night video show where right. we were playing all these videos, Frankie uh, in Hollywood or whatever the reflex. Frankie goes or, to Hollywood, yeah. No, I think I, I think Frankie was a, was a bit later, but yeah, I mean, you, you listening to the top forty would have had would have had more of a diverse musical experience than I than I had because. I was listening to a radio station here in Montreal called Shom FM, and yep, uh, yeah, you remember that, right? And mm-hmm. and Shom Shom was all about rock, and and today it's a lot about classic rock, and not just that; it still plays current stuff, but it was all about 
only rock you know kind of kind of not going into extreme heavy metal but but uh, you know towing that line uh, but certainly not going down into <coughs> sorry into pop uh, you know, you would you never would have heard Tina Turner on on Shome, yeah. for example, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, so that was kind of what I was listening to. But there was uh, there, there was stuff that was crossing that line. You know, I I see a band that was popular here that I really liked in 1984, Ultravox, and you probably didn't hear that because it, it never nope. made the top forty in the U.S. Nope. But they were big. I mean, you know, it was some of the stuff that was coming out. You know, and I look at the the, the list of uh, of songs back then. You know, uh, Culture Club, Van Halen, their Jump, nineteen eighty four album, huge, Footloose, huge with the soundtrack. Phil Collins, yep, uh, Cindy Lauper with her huge uh, disc at the time, or or by then we were moving towards. Were we at CD by then? No, still not yet. Some, not yet. Nah, yeah. videos. Videos were still driving it. Uh, you know, uh, Prince, Purple Rain, yeah, huge album, huge yeah, album, big, absolutely. I, 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 I think it's, it, I think people, we need to go back and listen to the Purple Rain because uh, there's what easily five, six songs from that soundtrack album. That, oh yeah, mm, absolutely. And, and that, and that counts all the other like Sheila E and uh, the Times, all that that those breakout bands, other bands from the movies, Tina Turner. Started to come, started her comeback back then. Uh, Billy Ocean, <laughs> wham! Wake me up before you go go. One of the biggest, uh, well, of course, Madonna and you know, all that stuff, but yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, the one I think the 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 cassette, the cassette because I bought it that I listened the most in 1984 was Hollow Notes Out of Touch. Oh my God! Unbelievable. Hey, listen, there was more happening beyond the world of music, and mm. one of my most vivid memories. You know, I grew up in Montreal, but we spent most of our all of our summers in just across the border in the U.S. And in the summer of '84 was the Olympic Games in Los Angeles, and if you remember, as a you know, just as a retaliation for the the Western Bloc boycotting the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Um, the Eastern Bloc boycotted the Los Angeles Olympics. And, and that right. happened somewhat, somewhat, not unexpectedly, but, but kind of at the last minute. And so we, uh, we spending as a, as a family, and there were five kids in the family, right? So mm-hmm. McDonald's was a place we went to. Especially in yep. the U.S., right? And McDonald's had put out a promotion where you had these tickets that they gave out when you bought oh, yes, whatever. Yes. Yeah, and yes. and if the U.S. so so the ticket gave you I don't know like archery. So it it you got the event, and if the U.S. won gold in that, you got whatever like a Big Mac, and if they That's won right. silver, <laughs> you got a cheeseburger, and if they won bronze, you got a Coke. And so because of the boycott, like we we got like Big Macs galore. It was oh insane because yes. the, the U.S. won everything because the USSR wasn't there. It was, it was quite funny. Well, I still remember only, that. Well, exactly. The only competition the U.S. had was Canada. And Canada only would get like 10 medals out of the... Yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. that were given out, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, in, in stuff you still had, you hit, you still had some of the 
some of the African countries dominating the long distance races and whatnot. Yeah, 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 but the I point is, still. the U.S. won medals in categories they shouldn't have won, and it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was nonstop Big Macs for us. Oh my lord. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, that was funny. Uh, you know, that was the funny part. But, you know, there was also some sad stuff that happened in 84. Uh, in December, you had the Union Carbide in Bhopal, India. They oh, that was big. 20, 27 tons, 27 tons of methyl isocyniac. 20,000 people dead. That and is uh, incredible. And And you know what? You don't know. You don't learn about it unless you go deep. You do a deep dive, uh, study wise, uh, to learn about it. Uh, you know, you, the funny thing you probably would know more that the fact that Vanessa Williams, the first Black Miss America, loses her crown because somebody found her artsy nude photos and then they got printed in, in Penthouse magazine. Was it that long ago? That's incredible! Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, you. Yeah. That's uh, the, 1984 is also the year that the big famine happened in Ethiopia. And, of course, uh, that's a tragedy, obviously. But from a pop culture standpoint, it launched the era of the charity, you know, mega group singles. First with Band-Aid in 84, Bob Geldof mm-hmm. of the Boomtown Rats having the idea of getting a bunch of artists together writing a song specifically for this, getting the artist to record it, uh, and then selling the single and all the profits went to uh, fight the famine in Ethiopia. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the follow-up singles in, in, uh, in the next podcast in 85. But, but yeah, that, that was the first big one. I mean, Bob Geldof, who was, you know, the Boomtown Rats were just, uh, you know, kind of a marginal band. You know, they had... Uh, they had uh, a pretty big hit with uh, "Tell Me Why I Don't Like Mondays." A lot of people remember that, uh, but that well, was it. Well, you know, yeah, well, you know what? It didn't even filter down to my neck of the woods because I did not know who he was. And when that came out, I'm like, why are people following this guy? Who is this guy? Because I saw him in uh, Pink Floyd later on in, uh, in the mo- yeah in the movie in the movie The yep, Wall yep. or whatever. Yeah, he. So, uh, I think he uh, he did the role of Pink. Yeah, so I was kind of like confused because I didn't really know my music history back then. I, I know a little bit more now, but it is. But you know what, uh, Josh, I'm going to um, maybe close off here. Just some other anecdotes here. You know, you, you think about some of the movies. Uh, for me, Terminator, Dune, uh, comic book-wise, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first uh, appeared. Uh uh, now that I'm older and I can appreciate beer, the Boston Beer Com- Company, <laughs> Sam Adams, Indeed. was founded yeah. in '84. Uh, you know, the, you know there was some '84. Uh, was a, it was a huge year. Stephen King was in his groove with the Talisman with uh, Peter Straub. Oh, geez, I remember that. That was a great book. Oh, uh, that was a great book. Huge. Uh, Red Dawn, Repo Man, uh, Star Trek Three, Revenge of the Nerds, The Natural with Robert Redford. Great movie. We never watch it now. Great movie, The Natural. 
Absolutely. And and I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that um, the AIDS virus became big in oh, 1984. Yeah. That's what yep. that's when it was identified. I still remember I was in grade 11, which, uh, you know, high school finishes in grade 11 in Quebec. And uh, I remember in our French class, we had to do a talk about the AIDS virus it was it had just started really it was misunderstood completely Mm. and here we were as 16 17 year old kids having to talk about it something that we barely understood and uh, I I, that's still a very vivid memory for me you know in in for us in in French we would be would known as SIDA that was, Sida, that's uh, right. That, yeah. that was the acronym for the for the disease there for Correct, the uh, yeah. autoimmune disease. But you know what, Justin? I think it would be good for people to go back to listen to Radio Lab. I believe the episode is called Patient Zero, mm. uh, where they talk about going back to find that uh, Patient Zero of the AIDS virus. Really good background on that. Uh, it's good to 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 get that information afterwards. But yeah, it was a after eighty four things kind of. Change a little bit, but then everything see, was different. Everything well, it was, was different, different, but it didn't affect me until a few years later because, well, I was too young to to know what. Yeah, what was un- un- for that. understood. But but I think we we came of age. I mean, and uh, and you know, I was seventeen. It was probably more important to me at that time, and. Uh, than it was for you because you were a bit younger. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think every everything was different afterwards. Yeah, but true. hey, we uh, we uh, we can't uh, have this end, um, you know, on on this sad note. No, um, you know, this was also uh, the year where we had shows like Magnum PI being big, and Cheers was around back then. The and Cosby Show, the yeah. A Team, the A Team, wow! Ah, yes. oh, Mr. You, you T. Know, I'll tell you, Miss oh, Eighty Four, man, that was like. Hey, were you like me? You watch Friday nights Dallas, or was it Saturday nights? I can't remember. I didn't watch Dallas. What? I'm what telling was, you, I didn't oh, watch that. You missed out. I can't even describe what the show was, but I, know I watched it. <laughs> Nah, it wasn't my thing at all. Um, uh, I, 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 nah, I was more into uh, um, some some of the cop shows like Magnum PI and and obviously some of the comedies like Cheers uh, back then. That was crazy. That was kind of it. Well, other than that, in terms of uh, popular Christmas gifts, uh, Cabbage Packs, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids again in Trivial Pursuit were were kind of hot. Transformers were starting to uh, take control of little boys' Christmas lists. And uh, you know what? Tetris started to uh, come out in 84. We wouldn't see until much later, but... Well, actually, I'll tell you that I saw Tetris in 1984 because I was playing a... I'm not even going to talk about what the, the, the... the game was, but it was uh, <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's just a bit complex to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I actually met a guy. It, it might have been eighty-five, actually. But I met a guy who had downloaded. Imagine this, because there were modems back then, right? And That's there, right. There yeah, were yeah. Three hundred baud modems. Yeah, mm-hmm. three hundred baud modems that you put the handset into. That's and right. This guy had downloaded, had managed to get a download from directly from the guy who wrote. Tetris in Russia. 
This was really? the USSR. He got it direct it, it, from there. He got it on some bulletin board, some BB board. On, on a BBS, yeah. Took half a day to download totally. uh, what would be half a second for us now. Yeah, exactly. Download. No, just just wow. amazing. I can tell you that I saw wow. it before before it was commercialized. I still remember that to this day. Wow. But anyways, we will talk about that for sure yes. in another episode because that's when Tetris became big. So let's oh. wrap it up for this one. All right. You know what, Jocelyn? That is correct. So, folks, if you like this episode, give us a nice rating review on Apple Google Play, Stitcher, whatever you want to do, you can go back and review, listen, past episodes on our website, avoidingchores.com. Follow us on Facebook. Just search for avoidingchores.com.